0: church staffing church needs and pastors looking for churches that is a topic of today's rechurch welcome to rechurch i'm marshall fant the director of church consulting and strategic planning for gospel fellowship association missions my purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus renew and revitalize your churches we've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. Thank you for joining us on ReChurch again this week. Bruce McAllister, welcome back.
1: Great to be with you, Marsh.
0: As most of you know, Bruce and I team up together at GFA Missions to support the American church. And Bruce has 40 plus years experience in this area. And we are excited today to introduce to our audience a, a new service we'll be providing. So Bruce, why don't you just give a Brief background of 40 years of doing this and what the goal of this website will be.
1: Well, Marsh, you make me sound uh, kind of old by referring to 40 so often, but 40 old. is a good... We are it, it's a, it is a good biblical number. It really is. Uh, so I tell you what, I am so excited to let folks know now that the Gospel Fellowship Association of Missions has launched a North American GFA church staffing service. Uh, This is online. It is, I believe, going to be used by the Lord to help connect churches that are looking for pastoral staff with men who are looking for pastoral staff positions. So it's a thrill to be able to share all this good news today. We have been working on this, our team, for quite a while, and uh, I couldn't be happier with what we're gonna be talking about today.
0: Yeah, so important. And Bruce, I know one of your favorite verses on this topic is Acts 20, 28. Why don't you comment just a minute on how you use this verse in this type of ministry?
1: Well, I love Acts 20, 17 through 38, Paul's address to the pastors in Ephesus. It's a very rich theology, philosophy, and methodology really of ministry practice passage. Uh, Verse 28 to me is the richest verse in the whole passage. I won't try to expound all that right now, but a little phrase in there that says, over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Mm -hmm. And I draw from that, that ultimately uh, it is God, He is God who uh, places men in leadership uh, in the flock. And so uh, we have our, our process we go by naturally. Paul did this as he traveled and looked for Willing laborers and then mentored them and saw them take churches where he would plant and move on, like Timothy, for example. So, this is ultimately God's business, and we just, as you know, part of the body of Christ, want to be useful in providing a crossroads of contacts for churches and men who, in the will and plan of God, God would uh, love for those two components to be together those men and churches.
0: Yeah, and this is operating under the umbrella, again, of GFA, and one of the themes that, Bruce, you often mentioned, home, to be strong at home, stronger, broad concept. So we're trying to do what we can to support the American church in order to help the churches in America become strong, stay strong and then therefore the worldwide mission effort takes place. Is that exactly. this, this That's right? under
1: that? Just to clarify, we have absolutely no authority over local churches or over individual pastors. We are in a servant position. We are yep. coming up underneath, uh, lifting up their hands, advising if they would like that advice, but we, we have no direct influence over those ministries. We're positioning ourselves as servants to them.
0: I'm glad you made that point. Now, the phrase used a few minutes ago was crossroads of contacts. We also talked about crossroads of connections. So this is simply a, a website that puts this together. So tell everybody the website. You know, when we know gfamissions.org, but it will be hosted on that website. Correct, Bruce?
1: Yes, so it should be live by the time this broadcast is made known. So you can go to it through two different channels. One is through the general gfamissions.org website. Under Four Pastors will be Church Staffing. So if you click on that, there'll be several pages of reading that help you to get familiar with what we're doing. And off to the right on that same screen will be a button you can click that says the GFA Church Staffing website. So you can find it through that means, or you can just go to GFA org, and that will take you directly to the active website itself.
0: Great. All right, so Bruce, the goal of this website is to serve like-minded churches and candidates or pastors looking for a, a ministry. And so this like-mindedness is not geared to just one school. It's not geared to just one area of the country. So explain a little bit of who we're trying to serve here and the churches of our stripe.
1: You know, Marsha, I believe there are thousands of like-minded American churches and preachers who share the essential biblical and historical convictions that we at GFA uh, share and promote. So we are based largely upon uh, independent fundamental Baptist and Bible churches, churches that have a conservative doctrinal statement for sure, and conservative ministry practices such as reverent worship and church music, churches that believe in personal holiness and ecclesiastical separation from uh, apostasy and compromise, churches that believe in uh, post-conversion baptism by immersion, who believe the sign gifts have ceased, who believe that only qualified men may serve in the office of pastor, and who hold, of course, a good, clear, sound uh, doctrinal statement. The statement we're asking them to sign on to is a general conservative doctrinal statement. We do hold to the pre-trib, pre-mill return of Jesus Christ, the future 1000 year millennial reign of Christ upon the earth. And so we're, we're asking churches, most all the churches that we work with are right on that page and likewise with the men. So when we say like-minded, that's what we're talking about. You know, website. there's a trust factor when churches are looking at the men, the men are looking at the churches. They, they at least have a basic understanding that they're ballpark on the same page. There are other church staffing services that serve other groups and denominations and schools and so forth. And so that's the nature of what we're doing yeah, here. And all those
0: things are listed on the website. They are. Right. This is not geared towards one seminary, one school. These are like-minded men across the nation, like-minded churches across the nation. And you are trying to be that, again, that connection point, that crossroads of connections.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Marshall, let me, let me just share my heart. Yeah, I've been with one school for 40 years myself. But I, I want folks to know that, say on Fridays, I pray for, for that school and for its leaders in depth and, and those that serve there. But I also pray, Marsh, for the presidents and sometimes the other top leaders of various Christian colleges and seminaries, uh, those that are in my realm of acquaintance. And I love them, and I have friendships with many of them, and we would love to serve their constituency as well. Uh, They may have their own service, which is fine. We're not looking to compete with what any school or seminary is doing. But sometimes those schools are small, their contacts are limited, and sometimes, frankly, schools have closed. And so there are men out there who would normally have at least a college or seminary channel, and they may not have any uh, mechanism that they can really turn to or work through to find out what the needs are more broadly across the country and perhaps into Canada. And so we would love to serve those groups i'll be I'll be touching base with the leaders of those schools. I'll probably reach out to the directors of other mission boards of sure. uh, perhaps of some of the Christian camps because evangelists, for example, because those are folks that when people are looking to make like a change of ministry, they're going to confidentially talk to the leadership there. Sometimes the churches are going to contact those folks. And so maybe they could just say, hey did you know GFA has a has a service like this, call Bruce McAllister, or look on their website, uh, see what's there, and, and see if see if it'll work out for us to work together and partner together in this venture.
0: Yeah, and so this will be serving men for senior pastor, youth pastor, just tick those off, those different...
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to serve seven categories. Those are senior pastor or just pastor is what the name is usually called. Most churches are about... 75 or so in size and so they don't call their pastor senior pastor they just call him pastor but larger churches sometimes use that designation assistant pastors sometimes called associate pastors but most of the time assistant pastor is the title youth pastors and then music director sometimes called music pastors those will be the four categories that we will serve on a pastoral staff and if a church is looking for a combination person like Pretty typical for a church to look for a youth music person if they can find such a, an animal. <laughs> Hard to find that one. Um, that they can work out the combinations as they go forward with contacting folks. And then, Marsh. in addition to that, we want to provide churches that are looking for an interim pastor a place to post up. And then that information would go to you more than likely. And and then you can touch with them about the GFA interim pastor program. I think we have now twelve over 13 retired ministry couples willing to serve. And then also, we want our service to be a place where church planters and perhaps groups of people, or maybe a pastor, a pastor of a good-sized church says looking to do a mother-daughter church plant, or a group of churches want to plant a church, a place where they can come in and look for possible candidates, and where men that are prospective church planners can also look. And then the other category I think will be very helpful. Uh, It's not your typical spot in these type of services, but we call it pastoral interns. And I'm not talking here about a summer internship program for an undergrad Bible major. I'm talking about something after a man has completed his formal education, whatever level that he's getting, whenever he's really done with that, but he wants to get, let's just suggest, six to 12 months of on-site, in-depth mentoring from a pastor who wants to mentor someone, then we're providing a spot where men can look for pastoral internship opportunities and where pastors can post up their desire to mentor men for ministry. And this would not normally be a, a highly paid position. It might be a survival pay level position, maybe some housing and a stipend and a little bit, you know, enough to live on. And so I think this will be a good opportunity as well. So seven categories, pastor, assistant pastor, youth pastor, music director, church planter, interim pastors, and then the pastoral interns. There may come a time down the road when we'll consider things like administrative assistants or other church staff positions, but that gets a little complicated and we just wanted to keep it focused on these seven right now.
0: Now, within the website, as these are posted, Bruce, this is password protected, right? So if I go in, if I'm a pastor looking to possibly change ministries and I want to register, I want to list my name on the site, just uh, take just a very brief time. So this is password protected. So when I put my name in there, I have some control over that, correct?
1: Right. That's right. So a person can go and read about our service. That part is not password protected. But then when they register and go through that process, which they give us basic information, we ask for three professional references, uh, other basic information about them. Then they complete that registration that comes to us. We then go through an approval process to allow them to use the service. Uh, You have to be approved to get in both as a church and as a man. And then from there, they can log in and uh, just move freely about the website looking for men or looking for churches. So it is password protected. I I will say this, it is a small world. And sometimes people on a church committee will know, you know, they might know who you are already. So we're asking those churches to maintain the highest standard of confidentiality, when they handle your information, but obviously there's a, there is a there is risk once you post into something like this that the word could get around. Get but out. in the many years I've worked with this, I don't even know if I've ever heard a complaint about that, mm-hmm. to be honest. So I think it, it'll work well.
0: All right. So as this goes through now, GFA's responsibility, again, we're the connection point. I mean, we're vetting to a point, but we're not doing background checks. And I mean, this the church still must do their due diligence, correct?
1: Well, that's correct. We're not at all vetting this person as if we were employing the person at GFA, or as if we are hiring a person right, to come onto right. a church staff. I want to make sure that's clear. Yeah. That is clear, but but at the same time, you know, like if there's someone that I just have no knowledge of personally, and he posts up, and he they're going to provide three references, I may check one of those references. I might check two or three of them, but you know, it's not that we won't ever do a little bit of checking with references because we want our system to have integrity. And naturally, since this is going to be a little more, it's going to be broader than just a school, you know, then there's a necessity. We might do a little checking, but nothing like what a church is going to do. And of course the churches, we strongly encourage them to be very thorough in their checking. Yes. Because, And if they, you know, if either the church or the man finds a situation on our website, that's uh very objectionable or lacks integrity, then all they need to do is contact us and we can explore the situation.
0: Now, at this time, in the let's just say the first season of, of this website being up, there's no cost to the men of the churches. Is that, is that That's correct? That's correct.
1: We at GFA are paying for that out of our operational expenses. I would say that you know, if any churches would like to uh, get involved in helping us with that cost, it cost us over $5,000 to get this set up. And I thank the Lord, I mean really I thank the Lord for several people and churches who made substantial contributions to ministry relations at GFA that really have taken care of the initial setup fee. There will be a monthly fee that we will have to pay to the service that we are buying into. This is a very, very powerful service that we are purchasing so that you all can have good good use of it. Many powerful tools. So there's a monthly fee to that, there's secretarial expenses, and so anything folks would care to do one time on a regular basis, we would love to have that, but that is not a condition for being served in the very least.
0: Now, in this crossword of connections, there's a couple other things I just want to bring up. Number one would be, you are available for consults on this, right? So I mean, you're That's, willing yes. to visit churches, meet with search committees, meet with pulpit committees, mm-hmm. We will continue to do that as well. Correct.
1: That's right. We do phone calls. We could do some type of Zoom or Skype meeting if that's more convenient for a church or for a man. I have recently been to several churches uh, working with their committee. I had a great experience up in North Carolina with a church that had their pastor had been there forty or more years. They hadn't called him in in a long time. They uh, they just really didn't know how to proceed. They're very fine men. Preached in the morning, preached in the evening. Saturday afternoon, we sat down, and I talked through this with them. And, you know, the Lord worked in such an amazing way. Um, after a not too long a period of time, I put him in touch with uh, Ben Farrell, the son of Tom Farrell, and uh, Ben had come to see me. He was looking for a church to pastor, and it just so happened that... The Farrell family and the family of the the retiring pastor were related, and the Farrells were from that area of North Carolina, and they probably would not have known that that Ben was open to a new ministry. So Ben is there now, and they were just so thrilled for him to come and be their pastor. I did a three-hour seminar just this past weekend with a church that's looking to make a a pastoral transition due to a pastor getting toward retirement age he's taking the lead in the matter but they asked me to come in and so i i spent time with them i was up in ohio back in early january with the church they have two pastors actually who are in their you know something like 67 68 and and they're looking for input on a on a transition as well themselves so i spent you know saturday sunday with them had a great time and there are going to be tons of ministries like that. You know, they're looking to make a change over the next several years. So it, whether by phone or, and Marsh, I, I know you know how to do this type of work as well. So it's you do it or I do it. We're just here to help and serve. And we'll probably be putting out more and more resources as time goes by too. podcasts like this and and other things that can be helpful to churches.
0: Yeah. And I would, I would also recommend churches to call either me or Bruce to make sure your church is an attractive church for a pastor to come to, you know, that you, there's some changes you can make because like Bruce, right now you have how many churches in new England as of this recording, aren't there eight to 10 churches in new England without pastors? Uh, I mean,
1: at least, I mean, uh, Pastor Tegan Jose from Dover, New Hampshire has a list. I think it was of eight churches needing a pastor. Some of these are small bivocational Uh, Needs, but they're real people, and so you know who knows. Maybe someone could pastor a couple of those at the same time. Uh, We know several
0: just in the state of Illinois. uh, uh, Yeah, uh, I was in Illinois.
1: Yeah, it goes on and on. on. The Illinois Baptist group. I believe the director. He and I were at the same missions conference recently, and he said, uh, "He said we have sixty churches." And uh, 10 of them need pastors. Well, you know, that's a lot of churches. Yeah. And so we'll be reaching out to him to offer this service to that group. And there are just there are groups all over the country that very likely would love to be able to tap into this. Now, here's the challenge, Marsh, to be honest. Okay, I don't think it's going to be a problem to find churches that need a pastor or need pastoral staff. Right. The challenge is going to be enough men being out there looking and willing to go and serve God wherever he might lead them. So I would just ask those that are listening to help us get the word out about this. And let's just say you're a pastor, or maybe you're not a pastor, but you're a layman, but you know of a good man in a church that is kind of sitting still right now, but really he's qualified, he's called, he's gifted, he's maybe in a little holding pattern, but maybe the time is coming for him to transition into ministry or back into ministry. Maybe a man got called later in life from the business world. And he's been a mature yeah. uh, lay leader in a church. He's, he's gotten himself some type of good solid theological training, at least say of a Bible Institute level or what, whatever. You know, and, and a man like that, we'd be glad to talk to men like that. Sure. And, so again,
0: uh, give your email address, Bruce.
1: Sure. It's B McAllister. B is in Bruce McAllister, M C A L L I S T E R, at GFAMissions.org you know, you can reach us by just calling the GFA general phone number, 864-609-5500, and just ask for Bruce McAllister by name or for Marsh Fant by name. And they can also, if I'm working from home or I'm traveling, they can give you my cell phone number and we can connect uh, that way as well.
0: All right, Bruce, Crossroads of Connections, pastors, churches, uh, again, trying to help, again, not match make but simply give advice and and give help pulpit committees because like you said earlier many pulpit committees their pastor has been there 30 40 years they have not done this right and so you're here to advise we're here to help and then men that the Holy Spirit is moving their hearts about possibly a different ministry or or going into the ministry you're available for this and this website again gfamissions.org Uh, church staffing, you can Google that, and it should take you there, or gfamissionsjobs.org also will take you there. Okay, Bruce, uh, closing comments. Anything else you want to add to this?
1: Marsh, I would just encourage uh, pastors and, and preachers and laymen who are listening to this to be in earnest about praying regularly, perhaps daily, that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest fields. And by that, we're talking about raising up pastors, youth pastors, assistant pastors, people to lead worship, music pastors, church planters, interim pastors for that matter.
0: Pastors that do revitalization.
1: Yeah, yeah, just the whole gamut. Certainly missionaries, you know, with GFA's heart for world evangelism. Uh, that God would raise up labors to go into the harvest fields. We really need to reignite on the themes of surrender and full-time Christian service and the ministry and forsaking all and following the Lord Jesus Christ uh, yeah, to I seek first that... the kingdom of God and his righteousness and trust that all the things we need in life will be added to us. Marsh, you've seen it in your life. I've seen it in my life. It's a tremendous thrill to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm actually, I think I'm, just about as excited or more excited than I've ever been in my life about even the opportunity of this new service. There's so much to be done. The world has uh, almost 8 billion people in it. The United States has around 330 million people in it. And it well could be that God is plowing ground even now for the forward progress of the gospel with hearts being tender and people suffering and the needs being so great. So there are a lot of challenges as well that go with ministry but um, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And so may God help us to be used by him. Please feel free to give us a call. Please look over our new church staffing service through GFA, as Marsh has given you uh, how to navigate that. And then help us get the word out and let's just see what God does. Pray for us. Please pray for Marsh and for me as we carry on this work. We are so grateful for our tremendous staff who has worked so diligently on the voluminous details of getting this started for Sarah, for Kathy, for uh, the person that works uh, not for GFA, but Brianna, who has done a great deal and and just for the way God is already blessed in getting this going.
0: Okay. Bruce, thanks for your time. Again, gfamissions.org is the general website. Go there and you can find Bruce's information, my information, and however we can help you. Bruce, thanks a lot. Thank you, Marshall. You're listening to Rechurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at GFA missions.org slash consulting.